Hi, welcome to the Child Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, the best-selling author of the book, The Child Whisperer, that will change your parenting experience completely. Thanks for tuning in today to both my podcast audience and my live Facebook audience. Today we're talking about profiling the type 3 determined child. This has been a great series, and I hope it's even helped some adults. You can grab a picture of yourself as a child and apply these same face profiling assessment tools to yourself as you look at your childhood photos. But today we're looking at the type 3 determined child. So it's going to be insightful for you because you really, these are, you want to know any child's nature, but type 3 children, they'll push away from you if you don't have parenting strategies that align with their nature. They're going to just say, the heck with you, I'm doing it myself, and they will because I did that. <laughs> I just said, I'm not going to ask my parents anymore. I'm just going to do my thing. So you can continue listening to this podcast after we're off the air on Facebook. And if you have a question, please call in at 347-677-1963. Today's podcast is sponsored by Oceans Alive, a product I believe in. I've never taken on a sponsor. It's the only one I have currently. It is one of the best nutritional supplements. It's a live plant-based ocean food, marine phytoplankton that will change your child's nutritional composition for the better. And a few drops a day, it's worth the investment. You give them 10% in drops. If they weigh 60 pounds, you give them six drops, 10% of their body weight. Easy, easy, and it's very palatable. You put it in a little bit of diluted juice or even in water. And your children, it will, I've had many testimonials about how this is influencing how children eat. There, it grounds them. It, it, it helps the brain. It helps the brain develop properly because there's so many micronutrients in it. And today, for my first caller, I'm going to give away a copy of the book that I think is very uh, timely for a type, a lot of type three children and type one children get diagnosed with ADD or ADHD. I've recently met uh, world-renowned psychiatrist, Dr. Daniel Amen. He gave me a copy of his couple of his books. One, Healing ADD. You need to read this if your child's on the spectrum or you think they are, because this is about getting that corrected naturally and understanding the brain of a child that can end up with this diagnosis. My first caller will receive this book, The Breakthrough Program That Allows You to See and Heal the Seven Types of ADD. Really great book. So let's get into the face profiling of a type three child. And I'm going to show on Facebook the actual images. A couple of these kids are my grandchildren. But what we're looking for is more intense features, angles, geometric shapes. We're looking at um, lump of clay nose. We're looking for triangles and nostrils, cheekbones, a quality of more intensity and substantial quality. You're not going to see in their skin quality necessarily a lot of texture because they're children. That develops more in adult type 3 people. But you are going to see a lot of the angles, chiseled chin, angles in the face lines. So let's start with this little boy. You can see right away deep angles. Here, these are like sideways triangles, the shapes of his eyes. You can see these deep labial fold lines on each side of the mouth, much deeper than other types of children. We see a little more substantial quality lump of clay to the nose. And again, this chin just out. There's a break in the jawline right there. And there's a very irregular hairline. This little boy shows a very type 3 nose. It's an inverted triangle. 
You see the fleshiness of it, more substantial up across the nose bridge. The labial fold lines, again, are very deep. And again, that chiseled chin. He has more of a type 4 quality to his eyes with parallel lines. But again, you see this kind of, you know, you may think that's how his hair grows, but it's how it falls, all this edginess in the hair right here. Imagine if we were to pull the hair back, we'd see a lot of movement in that hairline. This young lady has, I think, really dynamic brows that are typical of type 3s, that they move up swiftly from the center and then have a, a more intense arc to them. You can see, again, her deep triangles. I set on a V, which is a very, uh, type 3 eye placement. So they're like cat eyes. You can even see even her nose quality. This whole, if you were to look at a lion's face, you'd actually see some very similar shapes, symbols, and movement and placement. And we have this more lump of clay nose, the deep V in her nostrils, and the angular movement and chiseled chin of her face. Kind of a triangle here, too. We've got a deeper, more chiseled area. This is my grandson. It's rare that you get uh, just a, a photo, you know, the, the posing. He's usually got a lot of antics going on when he's getting photographed because he likes to get reactions. You can see his chiseled chin. He does have a straight smile line here, but these deep V's in his eyes, he does have a more substantial nose and the movement in the cheekbone here. You see with these deeper lines coming, the smile lines coming out from each nostril, you can see a V quality under the cheek, creating a V. It's my daughter, my granddaughter, Katie. She's got a lot of the, the texture in her freckling. Again, the same eye quality with the deep V on the outer and inner points. She does have the V shape under her cheeks. She has very tight three curls as well, uh, where they're kind of a crunchy textured curl. Chiseled chin right here. And I love, these are my really extreme examples. Type three babies are known to scowl. Here's the great type 3 scowl face. We've got the lump of clay nose, the tense eyes, that scowl. Type 3 children have more dynamic movement to their faces, making scowls and intense movements and expressions. And here's a type, a real extreme example of a type 3 baby. You can see the bone structure even in this little type 3 baby. The, the swift movement to the brow bone the substantial lump of clay nose, these deep Vs on the peak of the lip, and these very deep angles to the eyes. That's why we want to support our type 3 children in dressing their truth, because they're not always the cutest babies in the sense of type 1 babies are cute, type 4 babies are striking, type, type 2 babies are sweet, and we've got our type 3 kids. And when you dress them in their correct color palette, design lines, textures, fabrications, and patterns. It actually makes them, um, it honors their movement, and they just have, they look really, they look good, and, and they get just a positive response because their movement, people are reading them correctly. So those are all the facial shapes, lines, and symbols in a type 3 baby. I mean, a type 3 children. Some other qualities you'll see in their body language are, Heavy-footed, they stomp around. They, you know when they're in the space, when they're being active. 
They tend to, um, well, they need high movement, so they might run. They want to run everywhere they go, and they want to make it happen fast. They have louder voices, more substance and volume, um, kind of a boom to their voice. And their voice can get explosive. And when this is true for any type 3 human being, um, if they're not feeling heard, they get louder. So they'll start yelling. I was, uh, we had a family dinner last night. My granddaughter was there and she'd asked for water. She couldn't get her own water because we didn't give her a cup. If we'd given her a cup, she could have gone to the refrigerator and just, you know, on the, um, just the water dispenser on the fridge, she could have gotten it. But she needed an adult to get her the resources she needed so she could take care of it herself. And she said, I want some water. Nobody responded. By her third request, she was screaming it, I want some water. Instead of scolding her, I recognized she didn't get responded to initially. And her voice goes up. She yells. I just said to her mom, I took her in. Come on, I'll get you the water. So rather than disciplining her, I recognized that as part of her nature to say we get type 3 people get louder when they're not feeling heard. In that case, she had been you know, compromised in a way that it wasn't necessary to discipline her because we didn't respond to her appropriately. So that got corrected easily, gave her the water, she was on her way. So those are all qualities of a type three determined child um, in their face profiling and their body profiling. I'm gonna keep the show going as I take it off air now. And from Facebook, you can keep listening by dialing in. There's a number in the copy above the video and you can also click on the link I've provided to keep listening to the show. Again, I'm giving away a copy of this wonderful book, Healing ADD, Type 3 Children and Type 1 Children have more a tendency to get diagnosed with this and we really want to help our kids with natural approaches be able to have their energy balanced and grounded by our supporting them. These are, this is a big substantial energy that a lot of type 3 children have to grow into. It can overwhelm them in their toddler years. So keep listening, and if you're my first caller, you're going to win the book today. I'll keep talking to you on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks. So we've got this giveaway, and I'm going to take your questions today. I want to start with a success story. This came in from a type 2 mom. She writes, I'm a type 2, and I originally thought my husband was a type 3-4, but he just wasn't interested in learning about energy profiling. When I really looked closely at his movement, I realized he's actually a type 4 secondary 3. He's now ready to accept who he is, and I saw his entire body sigh in relief when I finally understood him. He's still trying to find a way to be more gracious with our kids while being his own authority, but it was a huge breakthrough. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that success story with your spouse. Moms tend to lead the way when it comes to energy profiling in their family systems. So thanks for sharing that with your husband and him being able to recognize there's nothing bad about what he's doing. There's just an opportunity to approach his parenting a little differently. Uh, if you're calling in, make sure you press 1 on your phone so that my producer can connect with you. Question that came in from a type 3 mom. She writes, "My, well, I guess I don't, oh, it's a type 1 mom. I'm a type 1 mom, she says. She says, my type 3 4-year-old son hits me often and says, I don't like you, or I don't want you, mommy, 
He hits me when he's upset or just because he feels like it feels like it. It hurts me that he says these things. Even sometimes when I reach out for a hug, he hits me. Do you have any insights? I'm a type one mom. Yeah, I think he's sending you a message. Don't believe what he's saying. I don't like you. I don't think he knows what that means. I don't like something about how you're parenting me. I don't know what that is. I'm only four. Okay, this is where you have to you have to translate, I don't like you or I don't want you, mommy. That means, mommy, I don't like some of your parenting approaches. Mommy, I don't want you to keep doing that to me. Now, he's only four, so that's the only thing he can come up with. But if you take that literally, that's going to be a big error on your part that somehow your child is um, of the capacity at four years old to have some ability to hate dislike or reject a parent. It's impossible. Four-year-old, now I think it's possible if he turns 14 and he can believe that, but he's just really starving here for something, wants and needs something from you. He's a type three. He doesn't need you to lighten things up for him. He needs you to get out of his way and get behind him to be able to be employed in his go get him energy. And so where are you stopping him? Please reread in the Child Whisperer where I teach you that when you stop a child, now, yeah, you want to stop him from running into the street. I get that. There's, there's appropriate things to stop a child, even a type 3 child, in doing. But good chance this child hears no a lot. What can you say yes to and get out of his way? He's not wanting a hug. He's wanting backup support. And he might be the kind of kid that just says, don't hug me unless you've asked me. You know, I always make it a um, point that with my child, my grandchildren. I, I think it's interesting when adults say to children, give me a hug. I've always felt that, it's always felt so out of balance to me, like the child has to hug you. So I reverse that and I'll say, can I give you a hug? Adults are there to support children. Can I give you a hug? Now, my type three granddaughter last night when she left our home, I said, I'd like to give you a hug before you leave. And because I'm asking her to do something and she's very, will, you know, has her own, decides what she gets to do when she gets to do it, very much in charge of herself. She didn't want to. Now, I could take that personally and go, oh, my feelings are hurt. My granddaughter didn't want to hug me. But I'm like, you know, she just doesn't like being told what to do or like being, you know, it's just not, it's not her thing right now. This child exhibits a lot of positive loving energy towards me in a lot of places a lot of times I'm not going to single that out and make it a big deal it's not a big deal what is the what is your child really trying to get through to you what's he trying to say what interpret it interpret it what is the interpretation of this ask for inspiration how are you parenting him reread the type three section ask that things will be impressed upon you that you need to notice that you need to pay attention to. As a type one, consider the possibility that you get the general idea of this without the real application of it, that you know it's a great idea, but you're not implementing it consistently enough. And that doesn't mean you try and implement what you're learning as a child whispering parent to everything. You pick one thing. You know, let's just say you pick your bedtime routine. Is it compliant with supporting him that he feels supported and being his true self? Pick one function of your day. Examine it. Look at it. 
ask yourself, is this, am I really honoring this child in a way that they feel loved, accepted, and valued by me? And are they then motivated to be cooperative, that they're saying different things? I love you, mommy. Thank you for hugging me, mommy. What's going to change his verbiage? There's something else going on. It's not about him disliking you. Every four-year-old wants their mother's love, guaranteed, guaranteed. That's just part of being human. We need it. We need love and validation from our parents. When we don't get it, we spend years fixing that, years fixing it. So don't make this about him. Don't make it about his ill will or his like that he's got some, don't make it a moral issue that, that, that he has some flaw in his character that he's, you know, presenting that, you know, he's just, he's not a nice guy. He's not a nice kid. Okay. So it's opportunity for you. Take my first caller who happens to be Monica, who's a type three. Hi, Monica. Hi, Carol. You have also won a, a book about healing ADD. I don't know if you have that scenario in your life right now. But, well, I'm a special ed teacher. So oh, that's perfect. I definitely use that. Perfect. I love that. That you're going to be able. And I've I used the child gonna... whispered by class a lot. Wonderful. I'm so happy this book's coming to you because Dr. Amen is a cutting edge psychiatrist. He's figuring a lot of things out for us. So oh, I'm glad you're going to have that resource. So you're calling in. You have a type 4, 7-month-old baby. Oh, I'm sorry that baby, your baby passed away. Yeah. Oh, um, my gosh. I, I, I guess I have a success story to share before I That's ta- you know, there, I just want to honor the fact that one of the toughest life experiences to deal with. It just, yeah, and I, I pray for some strength because this is really tender, but I... I really felt strongly to call today, <laughs> so I'm just acting on it. But um, so that my success story has to do with my little baby. Okay. He was a type four, and I knew that he was a type four when I was pregnant with him. And I have three other children, and we can talk about them in just a moment. They, okay. The, and two of them are step, but they're with me the majority of the time. And the child whisperer was a total gift in, that I found in January 2015 that I have probably hundreds of success stories with all three of those. Oh, good. Thank you. Um, but when I became, when I found out I was pregnant a few months after I knew the child whisperer, a few months later, I, I had an experience that I knew that this little baby was a type four. And I was really excited and really grateful that I knew I had some tools because I'm a type 3 and the only child that I birthed in my family was also a type 3. And so I could have so easily done type 3 with the newborn. Right. But um, I, you know, prepared myself to have this type 4 little baby. And then when he was born... He um, was very obviously type 4, had a widow's peak, had parallel lines everywhere, um, was a very structured baby. Uh, He didn't really like to snuggle, and he seemed to want to be his own authority, even as a newborn, with a lot of things. And I really did my full best to honor him. And I, you know, I had the mortal issues of an imperfect mother but I put forth every effort to mm-hmm. to honor him 
And I was so grateful every step of the way, almost every day, I would just think in my mind, I'm so grateful I have this tool to honor him. And then a month ago, he just passed away in his sleep. Um, you know, he was perfectly healthy one minute, and then he was gone the next. And, um, you know, it was a whirlwind. It was a whirlwind <laughs> of emotions and a whirlwind of a bunch of things, but that for about two weeks. And then the last two weeks, I've, I've gotten some support and help with my other kids, and I've just kind of really ha- spent a lot of time meditating and praying and wanting to reconnect with his spirit and mm-hmm. wanting to find answers. And as I've done this, I have had connections with his little spirit, and I've and it's, I have kind of went down the path of guilt a little bit. I think that's kind of normal, but I have I've heard him or or some. <laughs> spiritual manifestation of him just saying thank you for honoring me and giving me a good life you mm-hmm. know it was so short and mm-hmm. so I just wanted to share that that like oh, I have to deal with all of you know I have to deal with the, the regular emotions of losing yeah a baby sure. but I don't have the regret of you know, that I wish I would have because of the childless birth. And he had right. a good life. And he's still part of our family. And yeah. And so, anyway, that's my well, success a, story. A good it's probably a very unique of, success story. But I really yeah. want to hear that. I appreciate that. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean there's not the other side of it, like you said, where you're still dealing with the grief and the process of, yeah. you know, Working through the healing and adapting and stuff. Yeah, and which can be you ongoing. don't really move on, but you have to kind of get to a, a place where, like right now, I, I just kind of have to do moment to moment. But sure. I I feel like so. This is my question. I feel like my grief takes all of my energy. <laughs> Yeah. Like I'm doing okay, and I'm processing it, and I'm not like dysfunctional in bed every day. But I and I'm able to do the the basic duties of a mother. Yeah. But my kids are kind of dealing with grief too, and and they're yeah. all three different types, and all three dealing with grief different types, and and my husband kind of plays into this too, and I kind of. Because I'm a nurturer and I'm a mother, I sure. kind of want to help all of them, and I don't, I just don't have it in me. And so, I'm just wondering if you had any thoughts on that. Well, and then you're in your note, in the notes I'm seeing, you have a type four that's twelve, and a type one, uh, and a type three. So, you've got a t- older child that's twelve, and then a three year old who's a type three and a one year old that's a type one. So No, I have that, a ten year old that's a type one. Okay, a I'm missing year a zero old there. Ten. So twelve yeah, ten. Twelve year old that's a type four, ten year old that's type type one. And they're mm-hmm. both my stepdaughters, but they live here. And mm-hmm. then um my type almost three year old is a type three. Mhm. Well well and then your hat you know, again, being able to talk about the experience, so often we just try and you know, being able to, as a family, uh-huh. talk. Your type four may need more private time. And that's the, the you know, they're going to look, process in an intellectual way to say, this makes no sense. You know, I can't, yeah. and there may not be a clear answer. You know, try not, I would avoid, well, God must need them on there. You know, there's a lot of things we yeah. tell ourselves when we really don't know, in my opinion. Yeah. All we know is, 
they were only here with us a brief time and and I that there's almost I think for a type four it'd be more satisfying to say I, I don't have a good answer, you know. Yeah. But I just have to have faith that I'm not in charge. And uh uh-huh. and that, it, and that it, you know, we'll know in time. Yeah, well, and we may we may only ever know that our it was a boy or a girl. A little boy. So we, we may only know that our little brother was only with us for seven months. That's what we know. And that we can feel his spirit and presence and the love that's mm-hmm. there. But trying to explain that, that goes into a very, for a type four, there's not a concrete way to put, you know, they have uh-huh. to come to that resolution. So give permission to not understand it fully. Because that's where they can get kind of like, I feel like you're messing with my head, you know, like, uh-huh. like well, just she deal with how does it make you a feel. a lot of time in a room since. And I I'll forget to allow emotions that. around it, you know, to just, and that, you know, I look into even, um, this is a scenario where the family might even benefit from some counseling to know yeah, how to navigate this. I really think you need, and someone that's, that that's um, a focus that they work like with. Family um, counseling. Yeah. Or grief uh-huh. family counseling. Yeah. Yeah. That works with a loss of a child, loved one dying uh, early, and you're left with the aftermath of that and the emotional space that leaves you in. A lot of times we'll just override the emotion, get busy, and try and get functioning in life again. But you're going to pass through yeah. many, many scenes in life where you're going to revisit this one. So you need tools. Yeah, you for need sure, tools for sure. to navigate it and to honor your children and everybody in the family because this can make a family closer or it can leave a scar. Mm-hmm. So I look yeah. into, um, and I'd investigate a few people that just very specifically. What for me? I'd Google, you know, grief counseling for families okay. when a child dies. I'd make it that, okay. and I and and wherever you live, and put your your state in, and see what comes up. And then you yeah. can uh, a lot of professionals have um, reviews on them, and you can even call and talk to them. But you'll get a, a prompting to okay. know who to go to. It, you want you need tools. You don't you've never faced anything even remotely close to this in your life. Don't think mm-hmm. you know how to do it. Type threes mm-hmm. we will. We'll think we'll figure this out. Yeah, totally. You know? I, yes. I just, I've <laughs> taught that before. No, <laughs> you don't use out of my thoughts. It's, it's so a I can just see that I can't so then you might yeah. be the one that helps the family with the tools to say, let's use our tools, you know, let's, uh-huh. um, you need to be just empowered with some resources that will help you as a family okay. and to be able to navigate this emotional space so that, that it's Over not. Over and above the child whisperer. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You can definitely then tweak things depending on your child's nature. So you can be able to say, okay, this is um, just to be able to talk about things. Maybe the type four child needs that done in private rather than a family setting. You see that type four child needs to be able to, she's 12, you know, that child's 12. You need to be able to ask them, you okay talking to the counselor? You know, you just don't put them in that situation. See, there's just, you know, their preferences, for the type one child, what can we do to celebrate this child's life on an ongoing basis so that we, we celebrate the love, the presence of this sibling, well, the type three? She, she gave, the 10-year-old is a type one, she gave a talk in our church youth group 
mm-hmm. um, just yesterday, and she wanted to talk all about it. Yeah. And I, I just let her, but it was so different than her older sister. Oh, very much. Um, They'll be very different. Very much different. And I knew they were different types, but I was kind of blown away by the difference. Yeah. But I just allowed, you know, I allowed her to talk about it, and I haven't really pushed the 12-year-old to do anything, you know, anything that would no, make that's compromise. No, Deep, you know, type four um, children process at a deeper level, and they're learning about their emotional landscape. This is where you get to uh-huh. help them connect with that emotion because just because we're built this way doesn't mean we understand how it operates. We don't have like uh-huh. a awareness. So you get to be the parent that says, Let me help you with how you experience emotion. Let me help you navigate that, oh, help you, like that. you know, get in touch with that because she doesn't have that conscious awareness. Operating, uh-huh. and that's something that then becomes operative for her that she takes into her adult life. And that's where a lot of type fours see are at a disadvantage when they're adults is that emotion can get the best of them, and they become highly critical people because they have all this uh-huh. pent up emotion that gets delivered as mm-hmm. angst and criticism. Yeah, they don't believe they were ever heard. No one, you know, stepped in and said, "How do you feel? What's your opinion about this? What do you think about this?" Because she might be really uh-huh. mad. She could be really angry. Yeah, yeah. Not fair. Had, There's a lot of fairness in the type four world. Uh-huh. Well, and she has fair. said, this is just a bad dream. I wish I would just wake up from this bad dream. But she, she hasn't opened up a lot about it, but she has told me that several times. This yeah. is just a bad dream. I wish and I could you say, let me know when you want to talk about it more. We need, okay. And she might need to know you need to talk about it. Yeah. You need to, you need to prom- yeah. we, 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 it's not going to help us to just kind of try and make this go away because it's what happened. And is it, you know, okay. how do you, you know, she could be angry and she's not feeling that's appropriate because, you know, yeah. that's kind of like not allowed in our families and cultures that you get mad, you get mad at God, you know, mm-hmm. like, well, mm-hmm. God's a really balanced being can handle the anger to say it makes sense. You're human. You're probably yeah. going to get angry on this one. <laughs> yeah. You're going to move, yeah. move through that. You're going to move through that anger. So you, and, and understanding the stages of grief and all of that and the stages for a family. And we you, have and done, you, you know, I've read a little bit about, I've yeah. done some research but this last month. I, I would highly recommend though, based on some things I've thought I could navigate, you know, I adopted a teenage yeah. boy and I should have been in, we should have gotten help from the the first year. Yeah. I, I was overconfident on that one. And I am glad that I'm now, really glad that you have we, it was not I did not have skills for that one. And yeah, I did an okay job, but I could have used it, professional. It could have been a better. The whole family yeah, should oh so much better. Yeah. So we can That's short really change good. ourselves that way. <laughs> go, yeah. No, I appreciate that because I do. I have this like problem solving. Well, I'll just read a book. Yeah. And I'll just get home. No, never it. been here before. It's a big deal. Yeah, so. for sure. Thanks for calling in. I'd love to hear in a few months okay, how you're you. doing. Call back and let okay. us know. Okay. Okay, I will. I will. Yeah, thank thanks you. for calling. And will you give your name and shipping address? Email parenting at liveyourtruth.com and we'll send you the book. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. That was a wonderful conversation. I'm really grateful for that mom's strength and her example of facing a very, very challenging life experience. Another question that came in was from another type 3 mom. My husband is a type 4 with a secondary 1 energy, and our 14-year-old son is a type 3 with a secondary 4 energy. 
My son is very intense and he's struggling socially, although he is very private about it. Recently, he told me that people only like him in small doses. How can I help him? Well, he, um, he's 14. Make sure you have a let's read about type 3 energy. Let's do a read aloud. You need to learn about yourself. You need to learn who you are so you can manage that self. And is he getting outlets for that big energy so that he can then have a more calm presence and manner in more social settings? So is he trying to take charge? Let him look at what's going on that might be, be a turnoff to people. Are you interrupting them? They're not being able to talk because you'll talk over them. Do you take charge of things when people don't feel that, you know, they feel a little disempowered? All type threes need to look at that. Every type has tendencies that turn into dysfunctional behaviors that then, again, are um, cause us to be judged that we're too something. In this case, he could come across too controlling, too pushy, too intense, and too loud. Where is he able to express that part of himself without? Does he go to sporting games so that he can football games and yell and have a good time and get loud? Does he have athletic and physical outlets that allow him to get intense and push and compete? So there's a healthy way to channel that energy, and then there's an ability to moderate it, manage it, so that we are all just uh, received in goodwill, and we are all interrelating. He's in a place in his life between 12 and 18 where he's creating social skills, being accepted and validated by his peers. That's up for him right now. It'd be helpful for him to know that. It's really important that you feel like you're accepted by your peers, that you fit in. I want to help you succeed at that. It's something you that, that, that's kind of on the emotional map of who you are. That's the, land, that's the place you're in. Let me help you succeed. How can I support you with that? I want you to feel that your peers love and appreciate you. Write some affirmations with him. What do you want to create? You, obviously, this isn't supportive. It's not pleasing. What would be supportive? Let's write affirmations. I am experiencing my friends loving and wanting to be around me. I am managing myself well with my peers so that they, I'm still staying true to myself and they feel blessed by my contribution. Help him recreate. The next book I would read is Remembering Wholeness. You can find both of these at my website, caroltuttle.com. And uh, empower your children with an opera, a working knowledge of their nature and then a working knowledge of how they create their reality. You're going to raise a phenomenal human being with those two awarenesses that a child can be given in their childhood. Good for you to be the parent that does that. That's like a rare instance on this planet. I did it, and my children have those operating knowledge. They, they created amazing things in their lives, true to their nature. I've still got um, time for one more caller. Make sure you press 1 on the phone if you want to talk to me today. I'll need to take your call in the next five minutes, in the next three minutes, as we'll be wrapping the show up after that. My next question came in, and I will, if that call comes in, I will take it over this question, but I'm going to start the question. Well, let me run down on my announcements real quick, and we'll see if we have one more caller. I'll take it over the written question. Again, the, the podcast is sponsored by Oceans Alive, a phenomenal nutritional supplement for your children. It's really not even a supplement. It's food. It's plant-based 
Myrene phytoplankton. I take it every day. I've been giving uh, my children some source of algae um, plankton their entire life. This is the most recent find that I have discovered in the last six months. It's a phenomenal product that will address the need for a rich nutritional complement to your children's diet that will give them a huge advantage in their biochemistry to develop properly. Go to thechildwhisper.com forward slash plankton and get yourself some of this wonderful food. Last week's Child Whisper blog post was how to profile the type 2 sensitive child. You can find that at thechildwhisper.com. And you can subscribe to the Child Whisper podcast on iTunes. Go to itunes.com forward slash Carol Tunnel and you'll get automatically weekly updates for that week's podcast. And like me on Facebook, just go to facebook.com forward slash Carol Tuttle. And you'll find me on Facebook where I post a lot of inspiring uh, quotes about parenting. And I also give you links to the former posts that we've done from the Child Whisper world. And you get to see me live on Facebook Live when I'm doing the podcast. The first 10 minutes, we always broadcast simultaneously. And so and you can also subscribe at caroltuttle.com to my weekly Monday email. Carol today will support you in creating a great life. So go sign up for my Carol today email to get the previous week's posts, all the posts from the previous week from my website, because we've got a lot of great things happening on my website every day. If you really want to feel supported in a really great place, positive energy, go to caroltuttle.com and become a part of my um, email list. Got one more caller, Elizabeth, who's a type two. Hi. Hi, Carol. How are you? Good, thank you. I appreciate you taking my call. I had a sure. question about my son who's a type three. I believe he's a type three. He's very determined, but I'm wondering if I mistyping him because his facial features to me do not resemble that of a type three person. So I'm just a little bit confused about that. Um, Are you seeing so far we've done one, two, and three, and I've shown the faces through the Facebook um, videos, and those are actually, they get posted in on the website, so it's convenient for you to listen to the podcast. To go back. Yeah. Yeah, where would you put him? Based on what you're seeing right now, where would you put him? Based on his face shape and symbols and lines. Hmm. I guess if I were to look at just his face, I would say he's a type four because his eyebrows are almost a complete straight horizontal line. And the top of his lip is a horizontal line as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Did you kind see of what today? Were you on Facebook with me today? I was, Did but when I was listening to, when I called in, it was at a different spot than I was watching, so I had to stop watching, so I okay. can go back and watch the video. Yeah, because you're going um, to see my grandson, who has a type okay. 3 face shape, chin, eyes, but his the smile in that picture, he, his mouth's closed, it's a really long straight line, and his brows are very straight, too. Okay. So with that, look at today's face profiling that I aired on the Facebook page. And then okay. now, type 4 is a consideration. You'll have more information next week when I do the type 4. 
But more than okay. that, type four, now my type four secondary three son has definitely got a lot of type three running in his nature. But he definitely mm-hmm. leads with a more proper, structured, more serious uh, manner. Uh, and he definitely was that way as a child. He was very, he would say, he, you know, well, I got, I, before I even knew energy profiling and even developed this body of work, I really tuned in that this kid needs to feel respected. He really needs mm-hmm. to be respected, you know. It just doesn't work well. If you don't mm-hmm. feel, if you don't believe you respect him, he, he, you're, he, you're written off the list. Which type is it that wants to feel loved and accepted the most? Because that seems to be something that keeps coming up for him. And I don't know if that's well, just the season of know, his every life. Child, every child does. That's just, Mm -hmm. that's not true to any type. That's just every child wants to feel loved and accepted for who they are. You know, children, Mm -hmm. type three children definitely have a push and they're loud and they stomp. They scowl this baby. To me, it's very apparent that that's their leading energy. And they can have, Mm -hmm. you know, no one has 100% facial features. But you're going to see with today's, there's a common theme in all those kids. You go, oh, they all have a more intense look. There's more angles, geometric shapes. Every one of them has a chiseled chin. That seems to be pretty common in the type 3 facial profiling world. But, you know, Mm -hmm. um, in your type 2, you may just be unnecessarily questioning yourself. Right. Yeah. I pray that my child will give me unquestioning examples of his type <laughs> and yes. then he's gonna like yell or something. he's gonna laugh well, and you know there it is <laughs> I guess that's the way I feel and his behavior like for example one time I he wanted me to take the training wheels off his bike and I just kind of kept putting him off because I wanted his dad to do it I didn't want to do it yeah. I was overwhelmed by it yeah. like type two and so yeah. he just went and got the wrench and took off the, the training wheels by himself like yeah, if there's anything three. I put off, he just goes and does it. Yeah. He definitely so he has, has a push, three. boisterous. That's where I think, you know, I, I, right. know he I kind just of think. does it anyways. <laughs> no matter what I say, yeah. he just does it anyways. So so he just um, has a couple parts of his face profiling or a couple aspects of his features that are other um, types, other which is types. always going to be the case typically. You know, we all have secondary shapes, symbols, and lines right. in our, I even have a, some tertiary. My nose has a circle, you know, that's my tertiary mm. type one. But, you know, I, I look at my own childhood and I think um, I had a lot of type four in my face as a child. I had, uh, my face shape, definitely, I didn't have that. I had more of a square face. But knowing mm-hmm. my body language preferences, you know, definitely um mm-hmm. so I think you're right on I think your own questioning nature's kind of getting in the way here and and yeah. uh, maybe maybe you're a little nervous a lot of type two moms get a little nervous about that raising a type three yeah. child and it's like it's not that hard we we want to navigate this without yeah. too much in, interference so yeah it's good it's all good so all right well, thank you today. welcome thank you Bye-bye. Appreciate everyone tuning in today. We'll be back next week looking at the type for child. And remember, there's a lot of great content at thechildwhisper.com where you can find every former, um, pretty much every former podcast I've done is the written notes. We take the summary and there's a written synopsis of it as well. 
So whether you prefer to read, whether you prefer to listen, or even watch now that we include Facebook, we've got all three. And you can do all three. It's great. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in. As a teacher, healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer, and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children.